Hey, sweet friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Love Your Bod Pod. I'm your host. I'm Kara Corinne Safeli, and you may or may not have heard I am in the process of retiring from being a health slash food and body image coach to celebrate the past seven amazing years and to bookend this chapter of my career and life. I published a new book called One Day at a Time, Daily Reflections for Overcoming Food and Body Image Struggles. You can purchase it on Amazon or Kindle, and it's designed to help you with new insights and inspirations each and every day while you're on your healing journey. I'm so proud of it, and I hope you go and check it out if you are looking for something to support you in this process. And to continue with wrapping up this chapter of my career and my life, I wanted to share some lessons that I have learned from 10 years of recovery from my eating disorder. My hope is that these lessons will also help you find the freedom and peace that you deserve with food and your body. If you listen to my episode, what to expect from the recovery process, it's episode 140, then you'll know that although I have been bulimia free for 10 years, I can look back and see that it wasn't until the most recent few years that I can say I truly have fully recovered. No more food rules, food fears, or body shame. It's been this process that has taken time and has looked really different over the years and was a natural unfolding. And I couldn't have really, I couldn't have seen that until now, you know, like hindsight is twenty twenty, as they say. So if you're curious to learn more about that and you want to have more perspective and insight into what your recovery process will probably look like and what it might look like and what my look, my process looked like, and I give countless examples from other clients, I definitely recommend going and checking out episode 140. Okay, so let's get into today's episode, 10 lessons learned from 10 years of eating disorder recovery. I'm sharing these in no particular order. It's not like number one has any more significance than number 10. So just know that they're just 10 lessons and they're all equally important. So lesson number one, Recovery is not a straight line. It's a mother effing scribble. If you've been around these parts, there's a good chance that you've already heard me say that. I say it all the time. But what does that actually mean? Getting to the place where you have the where you have made the powerful decision to work towards recovery can be a very tumultuous path. Like getting to the place where your life is so unlivable that you're like, okay, I'm going to choose to work towards recovery. It, it can be hard to get to that point. And making that decision is not where the rough road ends, sadly. After you make that decision, you will then have to face all of the scary things you were trying to avoid or suppress or numb through your eating disorder. This means that yes, you will have good days and bad days and every kind of day in between. It's normal to feel like you're moving backwards, but really you're just getting stronger and learning the lessons you have to learn in order to move forward in the process. Setbacks actually set you forward. So just know that it's a scribble. It's normal to be scribbly and kind of feel like you're all over the place, but it's meant to be that way. I haven't talked to a single human being whose recovery process hasn't been that way. It's just a part of it. Lesson number two. Recovery is not an on-off switch. It's a process that takes time. When you make the decision to recover, you don't just magically recover. The decision, although very powerful and important, is only one part of the process. 
so many clients I've worked with can get like easily frustrated with how long recovery can take or how long it seems to take or like they feel like they aren't making progress fast enough but no one develops disordered eating or an eating disorder in a day or even a week right it happens over time and getting to the place where you need to make the decision to recover was likely a really long road like you were probably struggling with food in your body for years or decades and recovery is also likely to be a long road too how long i don't know everybody is different but be patient trust the process and know that you are not going to heal with the flip of a switch it takes time intentional effort support and getting back up when you fall down just keep going lesson number three Diet culture is not going anywhere, at least not anytime soon. You have to learn how to live with it all around you if you want to stay in a place of recovery. So in the beginning, it's really important that you do everything you can to get as much triggering diet culture stuff out of your environment because it's really hard to heal in the same environment that made you sick. But... Just like alcohol isn't going anywhere and alcoholics need to learn how to live in a world where it's in commercials, TV shows, and at pretty much every social occasion and they need to stay sober, you, who is healing with food and body image issues, also needs to learn how to live with diet culture and wellness culture too. You have to learn how to live in a world obsessed with thinness and beauty and good foods and bad foods and not continue to harm yourself trying to conform to it which means doing whatever you need to do to not be so triggered by the things that once triggered your eating disorder and disordered eating, whether that's magazines, movies, comments from from friends and family, and so on. It's a muscle-building exercise as much as it is a self-esteem and confidence exercise. Number four, you cannot take your disordered body with you into recovery. I'm going to say that again because it's kind of a big one. You cannot take your disordered body with you into recovery. There is a 100% chance that your body will change with age, no matter how much you fight it or how much money you spend on cosmetic surgery or treatments. So long as you are alive, your body changes. But with recovery, your body will also likely change as well. And you have to learn how to accept and live with your recovered body. Otherwise, you will likely relapse. It's hard, but making peace with your recovered body is required in order to stay in a recovered state. You do not get to take your disordered body with you. And if you're struggling here, body neutrality work is really is a really integral part of this puzzle. So definitely seek out support around body neutrality if you need it. We also cover that in my course, Food Body Soul the Academy and Embodied Rebel Masterclass, if you're interested in either of those two, both of them are still available, but will be gone next week forever. So if you're looking to enroll, now is the time. Okay, moving on. Number five, life doesn't stop being hard once you recover. You just find healthier, more self-loving ways to deal with it. As far as I can tell, based on my own experience, life is hard no matter what. You will have good periods and you will have difficult periods it ebbs and flows it's up and down whether you're recovered or not in my experience life is just like that but when you recover you find new coping mechanisms 
And through the healing process, you learn how to deal with life more powerfully and effectively. So for example, this past year, I went through a pretty serious depression. First, because of my chronic pain, which I talk about next week in the final episode of this podcast. And with coming to terms with the fact that I wanted to stop coaching, which was basically a death of my previous self and kind of an identity crisis. It was one of the hardest experiences I've had since my eating disorder days. And I kept having the thoughts of, you know, Kara, you can go back to your eating disorder if you want to, or you can just like binge and purge all day and like not deal with life. I consciously had those thoughts, but I didn't go back there. I knew it wouldn't help. It would not make me feel better. There was nothing loving, healing, helpful, or productive about engaging in those behaviors again. And so I didn't, even though those thoughts popped up. That was how I dealt with hardship in the past, but that's not how I deal with hardship now. And the same will be true for you if you put in the work to recover. Hardship still happens. You just have better ways of addressing it and dealing with it. Number six. You can get to a place where you deeply care about your health, what you eat, how much you exercise, and even how you look, and it will come from a genuine place of self-love. So a lot of people fear that without the shame and fear of weight gain or, or trying to be smaller or without trying to avoid bad foods, they would never eat healthfully or exercise. Like a lot of people are like, well, I would never, you know, eat salad and exercise if it wasn't because I hated myself so much, but I have found personally and with previous clients that you don't need that shameful obligation to take care of yourself. You can in fact find authentic inspiration. It's not about perfection with food, exercise, or appearance, but rather a desire to feel well and to take care of yourself because you care about yourself through healing from my chronic pain. I have been reignited with my love of fitness, wellness, and health. I still have fun foods and drinks. I'm not restricting, but I am engaging in health promoting behaviors at the highest rates I have since it was a very disordered thing. But this time it's from a deeply grounded place of love and care. It's not restrictive, punishing, or fear-based. It takes time to get here. And if you try to get here before you've done the real and true body image work, it can absolutely lead to a relapse. It's a bit of a slippery slope, especially if you're in the beginning, but just know that you can come into alignment with your value of health and well-being if it's a genuine one for you. You can separate all the toxic diet culture crap from it and live in a way that feels easy and joyful. Number seven, having a skinny and toned body will never compare to a life spent living out your passions, cultivating genuine and meaningful relationships, and fully participating in your life. Making your life revolve around shrinking your body is not a life well-lived. Everything it costs you, from your brain space and peace of mind, to time, energy, money, and relationships, to be thinner than where your body wants to be, is not worth it. Life is so much more enjoyable now that I am not driven by the need to control my food and my weight. And I feel like it'll be the same for you. I feel pretty confident about that you know, getting in the pool, going on vacations, starting to date, going after the job, eating the damn pizza, no matter how afraid you are, no matter the doomsday scenario, your eating disorder brain is playing out for you. It's not worth it to stay in your disorder. It's not worth it to keep fighting against your body, trying to shrink it into something that isn't natural for you. 
It costs you your life. If you can't see that now, it will become apparently clear on the other side of recovery. Recovery is worth it. Trying to be thinner and more toned from a place of shameful obligation is not. Number eight, it is never, ever, ever, ever about food. There is no diet or perfect way of eating that will ever solve these problems. It's a mental and emotional thing. It's about your mindset, past trauma and experiences. It's about things that have happened and what you made them mean and the stories you tell yourself about it. It's how you see yourself and the world. It's about your inner world, which is why you need to do inner work to heal. There's no perfect way of eating that will ever solve your problems with food and your body. Number nine, everything worthwhile and good in life is the result of playing the long game. Turning to eating disorder behaviors is a short-term way for feeling better, but it always makes things worse in the long run because it never actually gives you what you want in any sustainable way. A quote I love is, people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10. Yes, recovery takes time, but the time will pass no matter what, so don't let the time it will take to recover stop you from doing the work to recover. Whether it's a relationship, a business, a career, or your recovery, play the long game. It's the only thing that pays off in the end. Number 10, the healing work required to recover will give you all the things you thought your eating disorder and a thinner body would, but never truly did. I'm going to say that one again because I think that's a really juicy one. (laughs) The healing work required to recover will give you all the things you thought your eating disorder and thinner body would, but never truly did. Confidence, peace of mind, physical, mental, emotional well-being, joy, ease, energy, focus, motivation, creativity, genuine relationships, self-love, self-respect, meaningful relationships. I said that already, I think. (laughs) The amount of lessons and blessings from the healing work I've done has been the thing that has helped me create the life I've always wanted. Working on recovery has given me my life back and a life worth living. Diet culture and thinness promises us all of these things. Um, It's such an illusion. It's such a lie. Um, It never really delivers on its promises. It's always really temporary or short-lived. You just have like moments where things feel good before they go back to just being miserable again. So... I really hope this one lands. The healing work required to recover will give you all the things you thought your eating disorder and thinner body would, but never truly did. Okay, so those are the 10 lessons. I'm going to quickly just recap them for you. Lesson one, recovery is not a straight line. It's a mother effing scribble. Number two, recovery is not an on-off switch. It's a process that takes time. Number three, diet culture is not going anywhere. You have to learn how to live with it all around you if you want to stay in a place of recovery. Number four, you cannot take your disordered body with you into recovery. Number five, life doesn't stop being hard once you recover. You just find healthier, more self-loving ways to deal with it. Number six, you can get to a place where you deeply care about your health, what you eat, how much you exercise, and even how you look. And it can come from a genuine place of self-love and care. Number seven, having a skinny and toned body will never compare to a life spent living out your passions, cultivating genuine and meaningful relationships, and fully participating in your life. Number eight, it is never, ever, ever, ever about the food. 
There is no diet or perfect way of eating that will ever solve this problem. Number nine, everything worthwhile and good in life is a result of playing the long game. Number 10, the healing work required to recover will give you all the things you thought your eating disorder and thinner body would, but never truly did. So I'd love to hear from you. What lessons stood out to you? What was the most meaningful to you? What lesson that I shared gave you an aha moment? I would really love to hear from you. If you listen to this podcast and you made a connection or something landed for you, please DM me on Instagram after listening to this. I would really, truly love to chat with you. And I'd also love to know what are you learning from your recovery process? What lessons have you learned? What things have shifted for you through doing this healing work? I would also love to hear from your experience and also learn from you. And then quickly as a reminder, before we wrap up for today, this is your last chance to enroll in either of my courses, Food Body Soul, the Academy or Embodied Rebel Masterclass. Both will be gone forever after next week, after I release the final episode of the Love Your Bod Pod. So don't miss out on this opportunity to join either of those courses to help you heal. They're both amazing. And my new book, One Day at a Time, Daily Reflections to Help You Overcome Food and Body Image Struggles is available on Amazon and Kindle. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week for the final episode of the Love Your Bod Pod.